0: This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Well, Gary, um, welcome to KVMR News. there uh, been a lot of economic news in the past couple of weeks, um, uh, especially data on inflation and the labor markets. Uh, I think we should talk about that today.
1: Okay. Thanks, Paul. It's always good to contribute to the KVMR news. Yes, the latest published reports on key inflation and labor market statistics are, are a good place to start today.
0: Uh, Gary, but let's start with um, the latest inflation numbers. Uh, aren't they showing more rapid increases in inflation than we've seen in, in quite some time?
1: Yes, Paul, the most recent inflation numbers have spiked, especially in basically in 2021 as the economic recovery in the first half, you know, picked up speed the first half of the year, you know, as labor markets have tightened, um, retail sales, and Consumer spending has remained fairly strong, um, you know, and then you add in things like the Delta variant hitting the economy and the COVID supply chain claim, claim or excuse me, supply chain disruptions that are leading to shortages in a number of products. You know, both of those are again likely to contribute to the spike in the inflation rate or the overall you know price level. So, yep. Well, just it's a
0: yeah. Just how fast is inflation rising this year? Is it anywhere comparable to say the late seventies? Or the early eighties that was um that was Jimmy Carter's time back then. <laughs> yeah.
1: no, Paul, this inflation is at a, you know, right now at a four to five percent annual rate and it does not compare with the ten to fifteen percent annual rate of inflation, you know, at least the peaks that we saw forty and you know almost fifty years ago. So I uh, no. Uh, both the personal consumption expenditure price index—this um this is based on GDP data—and the consumer price index, or the CPI, which is based on surveys of consumer prices, have jumped on a year-over-year year basis as um, the, the economy has sort of been recovering from the COVID recession. Um And so we should—I'll pick a—let's run through the key measures today. So the latest uh, personal consumption price index number— Um, And this is important uh, because this is the inflation rate that the Federal Reserve uses to measure inflation, and it's the measure that they use with their 2% average inflation goal. It was rising at about a 1.9% annual rate in January 2020, just before COVID hit, and it has now climbed to, um, in in the year ending in August, it has climbed to 4.3%, so it's you know a little more than doubled. the yeah. CPI consumer price index inflation measure which is also important it's linked to many labor contracts and annual social security increases it rose from about 2.4% in January 2020 pre-covid it's now um for the year ending September uh up to 5.4% at an annual rate so you know we're in that 4 to 5% range um and that is quite high but not nearly where as high as it was in the in the 70s and early 80s
0: uh, Gary, I've read that the Fed Chair Jay Powell has indicated that the increased inflation is expected to be temporary as the economy rebounds, but the short but really deep uh, recession from the COVID. Now, that was in the early in early 2020. Is that the, correct? Yes, I think
1: Chair Powell, uh, the Federal Reserve, has made a good case for the increases in inflation to be temporary. The economy has been growing or had been growing very rapidly in the first half of the year, about three times faster than its normal pace of growth. Uh, Labor costs and producer prices have risen with the expected temporary labor and supply shortages. You know, those will persist for a while. Uh, but are not likely to be permanent. Um, The, you know, the stimulus that the Fed has been providing to the economy is generally expected to be, uh, start to be removed over the next several months. It may take a a year or two or more to to remove all of that, but still, you know, that that will take away some of the pressure on on prices. Um, Still, not all Fed policymakers or uh, all economists are convinced that inflation is temporary, so it's an important thing for everyone to to monitor and to to be thinking about.
0: Okay, Gary. In September, what were the Fed policymakers expecting for twenty twenty one and twenty two inflation weight, rates when they released their projections for the economy over the next several years?
1: Okay, Paul, yeah, I think the the median Fed policymakers projections from September uh, several weeks ago Uh, was for 4.2% inflation rate, um, in 2021, but dropping down to 2.2% in 2022. Um, you know, that's not far above the 2% average inflation goal for the total personal consumption expenditures price index. And that suggests that, you know, yeah, they, most of them are thinking that this is a, a temporary, um, spike in inflation. Um, you now one couple of other things that I might look at or suggest you know folks might look at are things like the uh, financial markets, the five year break, uh five year break-even inflation rate. It has risen from about 1.7% annual rate, uh expected inflation in the months before COVID to about 2.7% today. But that again is still remained well below the, the current you know spike in inflation numbers. And the other thing is interest rates still remain very low. Um, And if uh, everybody suddenly thought or the financial market suddenly thought that the inflation rate was going to spike up to 5% and stay there uh, permanently, um, we would see interest rates rise sharply as well. And that hasn't happened either.
0: Well, Jerry, uh, like in August, the jobs numbers for September were not as robust as most analysts were expecting. Uh, What happened? (laughs)
1: Okay, Paul, let's start with the better labor market news for September. Both the unemployment rate and the underemployment rate uh, fell sharply in September. Um, The unemployment rate a year ago was 7.8%. It was 5.2% in August of 2021, and it dropped to 4.8% in September. So it's getting closer to that 4% that the Fed policymakers think might be full employment. Um The underemployment rate that a year ago was 12.8%, you know, was down to 8.5% in in September. So, you know, they're making progress there. Now, the bad news in terms of the decline in the unemployment rate was that, you know, a good part of the <laughs> improvement of the unemployment rate was that the decline was due to workers leaving the labor force. Um, You know, some left because of COVID, fear of COVID, others, you know, we've had a lot more uh, folks retiring. Some folks are still staying home with the kids. Um, so, you know, all, all of those are, you know, important factors. Now, another positive find, although one that's difficult for employers is that the workers are quitting to change jobs and, and take better jobs. There were 4.3 million new hires in, in August, and that's above the, um, pre-COVID monthly hire rate. Um, so that's, you know, that's another factor that's you know, putting upward pressure, at least on, on labor costs.
0: Oh, one more question, Gary. Wasn't the number of new jobs that were created in September well below what was expected?
1: Yes, Paul. The economy only added just under 200,000 jobs in September. Um, that's after a smaller than expected August increase of, I think about three hundred and sixty six thousand uh the revised data uh but those you know those numbers were tiny compared to the roughly million jobs that were created in both June and July of this year so now the slower job growth is a concern because you know while the economy has added over five and a half million workers over the past twelve months, you know, we're still down almost five million workers or jobs since the the beginning of the uh, Pandemic. You know, on on a final positive note, the most recent weekly new claims for unemployment insurance um, fell below 300,000 in the first week of October, and that's the lowest uh, number of new unemployment insurance claims since the pandemic hit. So, you know, overall, we're still adding jobs, at least at a moderate pace. That's good news. The unemployment rate is down and nearing a full employment level. Uh, that's good news. You know, with uh, fewer new claims for unemployment insurance and workers being confident enough to switch jobs, that's you know, those are also you know important positive indicators. And you know, these are good indicators that I think the economy is likely to continue to recover.
0: Thank you, Gary. Well, uh, we look forward to our next chat in two weeks. Okay. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.